You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your headspace, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, A.J. Andrews of Couch.com, and this episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, enter the promo code LOCKEDON20, and you get 20% off your order of Tasty Built Bars. And welcome to a new season of Locked On Blue Jays, and Blue Jays in general, I guess, but Locked On Blue Jays in particular. You're going to notice that because we're shifting our format, format back. Uh, For those of you who have been with the podcast a while, um, you'll remember that we used to do three segments and went a little longer. Um, I know, even longer than I usually do. We're going back to that. Y'all have made this podcast and others on the network such a success that we're giving you more because y'all earned it. (laughs) Not me. I did not earn it. But thanks to all y'all and all your support. We are at that point, so we got some exciting things coming up this season uh, that we'll be getting into at points uh, during this month. Like, it's spring training. We're figuring things out, so we'll pass them along. But more importantly, you're getting a lot more variety of Blue Jays talk from me on a per-episode basis, and it will be more episodes. I mean, I have abandoned... Any thoughts of not recording after midnight? So, I have no reason not to. And, you know, it it just feels different. Like, prior to Sunday, it was all like, I hate winter. February is the worst freaking month. I just want it to be summer already. And, you know, even though the... The fans aren't able to be there for obvious safety reasons. Seeing that game on Sunday, seeing the Blue Jays out on the field, seeing actual live baseball in a sunny stadium, that filled me with hope. That that made me remember why I like sports. And it had been really tough. Like, sports have not been kind lately. They've been... Very, very mean in many ways. But hearing the crack of bat on ball, hearing the thud of strike to mitt, it reminds you why baseball is good. So this is going to be um, a couple episodes put together. I did... um, I did not have time to record on Monday, so this is going to be a culmination of the past three days of Blue Jays baseball and some thoughts from spring training so far. Um, It's, uh, yeah, it's going to be, you know, some things I noticed on the hitting side and things I noticed on the pitching side so far from these first three games. And as we go on, It'll probably be more on a game-to-game basis, similar to how we usually do during the season. And, you know, I'm just going to try and be as on as I can. Because, I mean, I'm not able to watch a lot of these games, so some of the stuff I'm getting, I'm getting secondhand. 
But there are players I want to talk about, and we're going to be doing that in this episode. And I do actually want to start this segment, this first segment of our three, just by talking about the big ticket bats that need to go out. We're, we're going to be talking about the young guys a lot in spring training because there's a lot for them to prove. But the important thing was getting that first look at Marcus Simeon and George Springer wearing Blue Jays blue. And, you know, so far, they have done exactly what they needed to do. Um, I know, it's it's one game, so what really could they do? Um, but yeah, Marcus Simeon did play in that opening game against the Yankees. That was 1-6-4. And, you know, he acquitted himself well enough at the plate going 1-2. for two with a walk he acquitted himself well at second base which I think that's the big thing given that's a positional shift for him and I've seen a lot of people be like well um how's the Blue Jays infield going to be improved I mean Simeon's out of position they got Kevin Biggio at third well Kevin Biggio played third last year and he's better than Vladimir Guerrero Jr. at it so and Marcus Simeon Putting him at second is not the defensive downgrade you think it is. In fact, having a guy with shortstop range at second base means that infield defense is improved because a lot less balls are going to be able to get up the middle on a guy like Semyon. And, you know, with the way managers have been shifting people, it's not like he's foreign to that side of the base. It's not like all of a sudden he crosses that line and just forgets how to throw. Marcus Simeon's a professional infielder. So, he's going to be able to adjust, especially since he does have experience playing second base. He had it with the White Sox when he came up in that organization. So, I'm not worried about that. And he looked very good in the field. Didn't look as good in today's game against the Phillies, going 0 for 2 with a K, but... It's spring training. It's whatever. And the bigger story from today's game was George Springer uh, getting his first hit. Yeah, it's a single in spring training in Clearwater against the Phillies. But, you know, it it's still relevant, especially when it comes off a guy um, like Zach Wheeler, who is good, generally. Uh, like, like, I mean, there, there's no other way to say it. he's a good player. So I'm, I'm happy to see him get off that, uh, get off the block, so to speak, with a strong performance like that. He was DHing today, so we have yet to see him in the outfield. want to see how he's looking, how he's taking his routes. I'm not surprised that they're they're giving Jonathan Davis the majority of the time there because Jonathan Davis is going to be the fifth outfielder or fourth if they can make something happen. But that's going to be the big thing I want to see um, is, you know, these guys continue to tool up, continue to get ready. Now that the fervors died down of them being Blue Jays and the Blue Jays actually making signings, it's time to go to work. And they're already showing 
that they're ready to get to work, which is good. That's a strong start. That's what I want to see out of them. So we'll, we'll take that, we'll bank it, and we'll move forward hopefully with more like that. And, you know, if you want to make sure your big tickets pay off, you need to use betonline.ag. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. You know, football's been over for a while, but college basketball tournaments are starting up. The NBA All-Star Game is this weekend, so if you want to bet on the All-Star Game, I mean, you're a D-Gen, but sure, go for it. And the NHL's happening. It even covers awards, TV shows, reality TV. I know the Oscars are coming up. I know people get right into that. So Bet Online has you covered for all the new scores and odds. Best way to place your bets. Free to sign up. And if you use your mobile device or head to the website and sign up, you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using the promo code Locked On. So check out BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back. The second segment is brought to you by Locked On Today, covering everything you need about the rest of the world of sports. Hosted by Peter Bukowski, all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get podcasts like this one. And yeah, I want to use this second segment to talk about um, some of the guys who are on the fringe of the roster, kind of battling for position, who have gotten off to strong starts. And a couple players I want to highlight in particular. Um, I already talked about one of them, so I might as well do so again. Um, yeah, Jonathan Davis is getting a lot of run early, which is good. Because I really like Jonathan Davis, and I think he's a much better fit for this team as the fourth outfielder. But him being the fourth outfielder will be dependent on, you know, injuries and getting a gigantic Albatross contract out of Toronto. But those are things to be discussed at future times. I just want to talk about what Jonathan Davis was able to do in the first three days of spring training. And that is show off the tools that, you know, I think a lot of people thought they were going to get out of Anthony Alford, but didn't get consistently enough. And Davis missed time last year due to actually having COVID. But he's making up for it so far. Um, He had a great game on Sunday, um, turning a, a single into a run with his speed. Uh, he had a great um, jump and stole second off of Robinson Chirinos and then came around on Kevin Biggio's single to just continue that, that early pylon that the Blue Jays were doing to the Yankees. And I will be bringing this game up in the future because it's fun and it will be relevant on Wednesday. So I'll tell you more about that in a sec. But um, between that and just showing the speed that the Blue Jays have put together in the outfield. And, you know, I I may not be talking about Chavez Young or Forrest Wall um, in this episode, but the Blue Jays have done a really good job coalescing all these guys um, as depth in the minors and being able to have them, you know, just kind of there. And it hasn't been just speed. I mean, they released Roman Fields last year 
because Roman just could not consistently hit to make use of his speed. And, you know, Shava's young, still young. Uh, Force Wall was not protected in the Rule 5 draft, came back on a minor league deal. He's looked very good defensively for the Blue Jays, so, you know, there's still a chance for him. But um, Jonathan Davis is a clear guy we want to see here. And the fact that he's looking this good this early, it seems to speak to what a full season of spring training, a full season um, not having to recover from a deadly virus will be able to do for him and his case to make the roster out of spring training, which since they're only going to be 26-man rosters, it's going to be very difficult, especially since one of those spots is going to be for Rowdy Tellez. And I'm grateful for that, because Rowdy looks like he's ready to hit. Rowdy looks like he's going to keep Randall Grichuk nailed to the bench as much as possible, because Rowdy's going to rake. He was 2-for-2 on Sunday. Uh, He hasn't played since... Um, sorry. He hasn't DH since. He did play first on Monday. And went one for two there. So three for four start for Rowdy Telez. And just ripping these line drives. The double that he had. The the ground rule double off Michael King to basically knock him out of the game. Um, just seeing that solid contact, that solid drive. That's what Rowdy did when he first came up to the majors and was just setting the Toronto media world alight with what he could do. It's why the Blue Jays paid that big bonus to him despite being a late-round pick. They essentially bought him out of his college commitments, and that's what he's here to do. And he's one of the few lefty bats on this roster too. So it's even more important that Telez gets off to a good start. Is able to establish himself early, establish himself as a middle of the lineup presence for this team in a, in a spot where there's a lot of middle of the lineup presences for this team. So yeah, being able to see that immediately, being able to see the confidence swing and yeah, it's off a guy like Michael King. I'm, I'm not, I'm not under any illusions about that, but his hit on Monday was a double off Mitch Keller of the Pirates, and Mitch Keller's a very decent pitcher, so, you know, it it's not like he's not hitting against Major League talent. Michael King pitched in the Majors last year. Mitch Keller is Pittsburgh's ace, and this is what Telez is able to do, and if he can keep doing that, He's he's going to be on this roster. There's not going to be any need to trade for him. There's not going to be any need to sign you on a Cespedes, whatever that's about. But that's the important thing from Tellez, is that he's able to produce like that, and the Blue Jays get to reap the benefits. And if you want to reap the benefits of a tasty, nutritious treat, then you need to get yourself a Built Bar pack. Built Bar is the best-tasting protein bar ever. They come in 18 amazing flavors like caramel brownie, cookies and cream, carrot cake, raspberry, banana bread, double chocolate, like so many different varieties. It's a little crazy. I don't know what they're coming out with next, but all of them are under 200 calories. They're packed with protein and fiber, not a lot of sugar. So they're great if you're trying to lose or maintain weight like I'm doing. 
And, you know, if you're doing the keto thing, it works great for that too. So go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON20, and you'll get 20% off your next order. So again, promo code LOCKEDON20, and get 20% off at BuiltBar.com, and get you all those tasty bars in your mailbox. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day and welcome back this final segment of the podcast is brought to you by locked on mlb join walking baseball encyclopedia paul francis sullivan and call him sully no one ever calls him the full full name but he has a unique look on the majors present and past i've done the show he's really smart even if his trivia questions are somewhat debatable Check out Locked on MLB, your single best sport for daily baseball talk from around the league. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. Um, so the way I'm kind of setting this up during spring training, I think I want to talk about like a big ticket name to start things and then talk about a guy whose roster spot's a little bit tenuous and then highlight a non-roster invite in this final segment just to kind of... Um, give y'all an idea of where I'm going with this. And there's one guy from the first three games that I had to talk about. And no, it's not going to be Austin Martin. Austin Martin did not look good. I'm guessing because he hasn't played the infield in a little bit. But whatever. Um, We'll be talking about Austin Martin, I'm sure, throughout the spring. But yeah, I don't want to talk about him playing shortstop. Instead, I want to talk about a shortstop playing the outfield. And no, not Austin Martin again. Um, it's been a long time since I talked about Logan Warmoth without just mocking the fact that he was a first-round pick by the Blue Jays and seemed to be stuck, essentially. Like, not being able to handle anything above double A. And... You know, I'm I'm not going to say it's it's all coming around for him now, but Logan's look good in in limited action, um, and they're playing him in the outfield, which is interesting for the former shortstop, because um, when I saw that, like I know the Blue Jays don't have a lot of organizational depth in the outfield so it makes sense I mean we've seen Otto Lopez playing out there as well Richard Urania was out in right field today against Philly um he's out in right field against Pittsburgh so they're they're trying a few people but Warmoth strikes me as the one who would be on tap to replace Kevin Biggio if anything ever happened to Kevin Biggio like if Biggio tore an ACL, and let's pray that does not happen, the plan would probably be shift Marcus Simeon to third. No, Vladdy, you're still not playing third in this scenario. Get it out of your head. Shift Simeon to third. Uh, Joe Panic or Santiago Espinal or whoever makes the team as a backup infielder moves in as the starting second baseman. But then there's a need for that, you know, utility guy. And and maybe that's just Espinal. 
coming up from the miners and taking that spot. But Warmoth is almost being used as that kind of BGO guy, a guy who can play all over the place. And it was Warmoth who hit the first Blue Jays home run of the season. I I know, spring training doesn't really count, but, you know, he squared up a slider from Nick Goody, who, you know, has is a major league pitcher. He's made, um, like, 50-some-odd appearances in the major leagues. So, not exactly, like, your typical, oh, this is just a double-A guy who we're bringing up for some seasoning. Um, Dink Goody has been a major league pitcher since 2013. So, um, and, and made his debut in 2015. So, again, I actually gave you spring training stats because MLB.com decided I wanted to see those first. So, he actually has 158 career appearances and a career ERA of 419. So, again, a guy who's been able to stick in the major leagues and Logan Warmuff just squared up a slider and blasted it. So, Warmuff was two for two on Sunday, didn't get in a bat on Monday, and did not play in Tuesday's game. But for a guy who, you know, there were thoughts that maybe him or Kevin Smith might have been an attractive target in the Rule 5 draft. Neither of them were taken because they both have problems with their ability to hit. And if you've watched Kevin Smith so far, those problems continue to exist with Kevin Smith. Um... Although he did get a hit today. So maybe it was just me seeing Sunday and just being like, come on, Kevin Smith, do better. He did do better today, so I will give him that credit. But Warm is a guy who knows he's out of chances. Like, he's not he's not getting a minor league deal. He's he's batted 200 at AA New Hampshire, and that's the highest he reached. And that was 2019. He's 25 this year. This is about the time when people start making calls. And the call on Logan Warmoth has not been good. And I know they just started playing him in the outfield in 2019. But if he can bring that versatility that the Blue Jays want from their depth in the minor leagues, that may be his key to actually sticking around. Because if he can do that, if he can go through and not make errors, and, you know, he did better in the outfield uh, in the Arizona Fall League than he did in the infield. He made four errors at second in Arizona, but none in the outfield. And he played just as often in the outfield. So this is Logan Warmus' path to actually sticking around. And if he can do it, that's great. And if not, it doesn't really cost the Jays anything to cut him loose. They're just admitting a mistake that was made basically apparent in 2019. So... I didn't mean to take the air out of Logan Warmest's sails because I, I was impressed with him on Sunday, but he needs more than that. And if you need more Locked On Blue Jays in your life, um, you can subscribe to it on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get podcasts. You can subscribe to make sure you don't miss an episode, especially since we're going to be doing a lot more of them, hopefully. Um, you can... 
follow the podcast on Twitter and Facebook at Locked on Jays. The episode links are usually on Twitter if you just want to get them there. And you can follow me on Twitter at A underscore J underscore Andrews. The underscores are there because Twitter is dumb, but it allows me to keep tabs on this team because no one's broadcasting their games. So I have to rely on Keegan Matheson to tweet things. And I mean, I'm fine doing that. I mean, I trust Keegan, but still. So thank you, Twitter, for allowing me that when, you know, Sportsnet isn't doing a dang thing. So I'll be on there more, talking more, hopefully, as we get into spring training. I'm I'm just, I'm rusty at Twitter, um, aside from my usual retweets. So we'll see how that goes. But until then... For everyone at the Lockdown Podcast Network and everyone at jaysfromthecouch.com, I'm AJ Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to tonight's episode. And y'all take care. ahead of postage rate increases this year with stamps.com it's like your own personal post office sign up with promo code program for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale no long-term commitments or contracts that's stamps.com code program